The Lord be with you. <clears throat> A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The 70 return, <clears throat> returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And Jesus said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. In that same hour, he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I thank thee, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to babes. Yea, Father, for such was thy gracious will. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then turning to the disciples, he said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. The Gospel of the Lord. It is an appropriate gospel that we celebrate for the wonderful saint today, Saint Therese of Lisieux, that saint of the little way, which can appear at first so childlike and almost naive, but the more that you contemplate her writings, the, the deeper and the more wisdom that you can perceive there. I remember the first time I read uh, the, the diary, uh, Saint Therese's story of a soul, um, I almost kind of put it down halfway, thinking it was a little too flowery for me. You know, it was kind of a little bit too, too overly Frenchly pious. You know, um, but uh, I read then after having read the diary, um, I read some of the accounts of her suffering that she went through during her life, and the intensity of her suffering, and the long duration of her suffering, and all of a sudden that cast a little bit of a new light on her writings. The fact that she wrote what she wrote in the intensity of the sufferings that she was going through was quite profound. Um, I've since read the story of a soul. I actually don't know how many times now. Um, but again, its wisdom is uh, the wisdom of a child, but it is also profound wisdom. It's profound wisdom. It's like these uh, little lines and insights that she has into God that come uh, from this deep knowledge that she had of the Father and of God a deep knowledge that then gave her an incredible confidence despite her weakness. And so this little way that she entrusted herself to is not an easy way. It is a little way that requires abandonment, and that is one of the hardest things that we can do. Relinquish our own power, relinquish our own ability to do things, relinquish our own, in a certain sense, desire and power to try and save ourselves and relinquish and abandon ourselves into the arms of a loving father. That is not an easy task. It seems as if, as if it is something that is purely passive, easy to do. This is an easy way to salvation. The little way is difficult, and it requires first and foremost humility. 
humility, littleness, childlikeness, all of the gospel principles and what the Lord speaks of today. We can see that the disciples return and they are rejoicing in something that they should not rejoice in. They're rejoicing that they have power over others, even if these others are spirits. And the Lord says, don't rejoice in this. Don't exalt yourself because you are over another. That's not a reason to exalt ourselves. That is an earthly way of valuing ourselves. If we value ourselves simply because we have authority and power over others, that's not a real way of valuing ourselves. We should value not, over, not because we should find value in ourselves, not because of who we are over, but who we are subject to, who we serve, that our names are written in heaven, that we are children of the heavenly Father. That's our dignity. Our dignity has first to do with our being, who we are. By grace, we are changed. We become children of God, not over what we do. That is secondary. Our dignity is first and foremost over who we are. And then what happens is that this rejoicing that the Lord speaks about, rejoice that your names are written in heaven, this rejoicing then bursts out of him immediately. It's almost like he can't contain it anymore. It says, in that same hour, in Matthew's account, it says, at that time. And the commentators point out that this is a deep mystery, that the Son, who has always been with the Father from all eternity, and who has always praised the Father from eternity, is now in time. He has become incarnate. He is in a particular place at a particular time. And from within the bounds of time, now he turns and he praises the Father. He has come to earth to teach us this praise. Now praise has to come from knowledge. If I praise someone and I don't know them, my praise means absolutely nothing. If I don't know who they are and what they've done, and I come and I praise them and I tell them that they're great, it means absolutely nothing. If I know who they are and I know what they've done, and then I praise them, it takes on new meaning. And so what we see here from the Lord when he turns to the Father and looks and knows the Father, his praise comes from knowledge, and he has come to give us that knowledge. As he says, no one knows the Son except the Father, no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son desires to reveal him. And so our access to right praise, being able to praise God correctly, comes first and foremost because we must know him truly, and that knowledge comes through the Son. And then what we see is the Lord is able to turn to the Father, and because of this deep, intimate knowledge, he is able to say, I praise thee, Father. He praises God simply because he is God. And then he praises him in how he works and acts, that you have revealed these things to the little ones, not to the wise of this world. He praises the Father for who he is, and he praises the Father for how he acts because he knows who the Father is, and he knows how he acts. And this is what he calls us into. This was a mystery that St. Therese had experienced. The more that she came to know God, the more confidence she had in him and in his mercy. She abandoned herself, herself not irrationally, but she abandoned herself to one that she knew, one that she knew to be love. And she found this knowledge in the Gospels, in her story of a soul, it speaks about her spiritual reading, 
And she said, I used to take all of my insights from the, from, again, it was one of the uh, spiritual books that, was, uh, that they would read at the time. And she says, it was the imitation of Christ. She says, I used to take all of my insights from the imitation of Christ until I discovered the sweetness of the Gospels. And once I had discovered the sweetness of the Gospels, I couldn't turn to anything else. She was unable to go from the Gospels then in her spiritual reading because in the Gospels she had access to Christ, the sweetness of the knowledge of God, a knowledge that then permitted her to praise Him correctly and live a life of beautiful abandonment on this little way that has inspired so many souls after her. Amen.